check check one two. How's it going, everybody? It's Elphick from Macon. For the past month or so, I've been traveling a lot to China. For the ones who have been following Macon, I've been to Yunnan recently for a Wild Ball story, and I've actually traveled quite a bit to Chengdu to work with some rappers there. If you guys are interested. There's a story on Macon right now, featuring a good friend of ours, David. He goes by Lumi. He explains why Chengdu is the hip hop capital in China right now, and the origins of China hip hop. Go check it out. But today, I want to highlight an up and rising star, a good friend of mine, whose name is Bohen Phoenix. It's a conversation between me and him when we were working in Chengdu. We talk a little bit about his interesting blend of cultures in his upbringing, what role he plays in the growing hip hop scene in China. A little fun fact: the beat that you're hearing right now—it's how the collaboration between me and Bohen kind of all started. My name is Bon Phoenix. I'm a rapper,、uh, and、um, well, I was born in、uh, Hubei, China, but I moved to the States when I was 11. And I've been traveling back and forth for family and music reasons between the two countries. And、uh, everything that I've experienced in these two cultures is kind of what I talk about in my raps. Right before the interview started. Bohen insists on doing the interview in his own bedroom, where all the inspirations kind of happens. So right away, it was a very cozy situation, and I feel very immersed into his world and can't wait to understand more how he became. It started off being like an insecurity thing, because honestly, nowadays I just go on stage, yells Bohen. I do my songs and I entertain with my performance. But before it was like an insecurity thing. It's like, oh man, I'm Chinese rapper. They know, they see that. Like, let me like throw a little humor in there to like get them on my team before I start rapping. You know. I guess this goes to a lot of artists that just starting out too, trying to find an identity and you know, not sure if they want to carry an alias or you know, having a persona on stage. I mean, like I think we all have an ideal of how we want to portray ourselves, right? Like for me, when I first started off, it was that strictly I want to be like Eminem in every sense of the word. You know, I went to I went to school with、uh, fucking Under Armour long sleeve, but I would cut one sleeve off. I would I'll draw all the Eminem tattoos on me. I wore a do rag for a week. This is like before I spoke like complete English. You know, what I mean, like I'm walking around school in a do rag and an XL like Celtics jersey. <laughs> And this kid comes up. This kid, Mike Vaglica. His last name is spelled V A G and then L I C A. So people always call him Vaglica. You know? like <laughs> But he got most chicks though. Yeah, he got the most chicks. And he came up. I had a Celtic、uh, a Paul Pierce jersey on. I had a headband. He goes, Yo, Bon, you a pimp? And I was like, I had no idea what the pimp was. You know, like, so I went home. I asked my stepfather. I said,、like, Yeah, what's a pimp? And he was like. What? Yeah. You know, why are you asking that? You know what I'm saying? I guess、uh, during the process of building your own identity, the easiest thing to do is to look to your role models and to emulate. 
And that's exactly what he did. For me, like at first, it was like I wanted to be like Eminem. Mm. Then when I started listening to uh, who's Eminem listening to? Oh, Tupac. I said, like, oh, well, if Tupac is Eminem's hero, I want to be like Tupac. That's why I started smoking blunts. Yeah. That's why I started drinking Hennessy because Tupac did. And then, um, then I realized, oh shit, like I can like everyone want to be someone else, right? Like the hardest part is being yourself. Mm. So then I started like you know thinking, oh, I want to be like the best rapper that I can be. But it wasn't until I saw Jin do his thing where I was like, oh, I. I can also do this because I'm Asian. It's always nice and comforting to hear another Asian artist that has a similar kind of dilemma and struggle in finding their own identity. Especially for Asians that went to the West and found out about the new cultures and want to pursue that, there really wasn't anyone to look up to or any examples of how to pursue it. Not until later on, I found out about this London-based producer named Eric Lau, and it was through music suggestions like listening to Jay Dilla, The Roots, Erica Baju, Jill Scott, and I'm like, wow, he's Chinese, and his music is being compared to this level. And so that really gives me a standard, an example. I'm like, I wanted to be as good as this guy. So yeah, it really hits home when Bohen was revealing how he felt during his freshman year, how he was finding his own identity by looking up to other Asian artists out there. When I, after I graduated high school and I moved to New York, I had put out 26 songs in my freshman year. It was uh, a mixtape called The Audition. And I thought I was gonna be famous after that. I was like, yo, <laughs> this is done, 26 songs out there. I'm Chinese, who else is doing this, you know? Like, then like, lo and behold, like four years fly by, like I'm out of NYU, like I'm fucking looking for a job, but I can't get a single job because I didn't do no internship during college. I always want to do this music, let's do this music. But it was just, it was just like no money, mm. you know, no money. It was, it was no money, but it, that became like no motivation, you know. Mm. So yeah, I mean, there were days where I woke up, I was like, what the fuck am I doing, bro? I just went to NYU for four years. Why am I like rapping? Like, and my shit is half Chinese, half English. The cat don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. Like, <laughs> what am I doing? You know, it was just like, cause no one was doing what I was doing. I had no one to like look to, like, cause even Jin, he was rapping either all in Cantonese or in English. It's like one language at a time. Yeah, I was like, I had nothing to, to sit, tell me, yo, this works. You know, just mm. do it. You know, I was like, but that's kind of what I took comfort in. I was like, yo, I'm like, kind of like pioneering something. Bang, bang.
was already starting to mess around with a bit of Chinese in my in my bars. And this is like 2014, me and Jackery had put out a, a full live album where he played every instrument. Mm. And it's called Love Love EP. And that's when I, I had some Chinese bars in it. Mm. And then Howie was, uh, at the time, he just got back to China from UK. Mm. And he was making some real cool, like Asian sampled trap bangers, mm. like beats. But not really beats, they were more like instrumental tracks, you know? Yeah. And then uh, uh, I had a mutual friend who was from Beijing. And he had seen how we showed when he was in Beijing, but he was going to school in New York. He was like a, a exchange student or whatever. Like, uh, he was just there for four years for the school. Mm. And then he's like, he put two or two together. He's like, yo, Bond and how we should like be making music together, you know? And then how we reached out and was like, yo, like, good job, keep doing what you're doing. And I was like, yo, man, big fan, bro. Like, yo, let's work, let's work, let's like, let's let's bail, fam. You know, like. And then he sent me a couple beats and uh, he invited me back to do some shows in China. So after years of wondering whether this rap thing was all worthwhile, Bohan had finally found the validation he needed and, you know, having the right crowd of audience. Of so many of his projects in China, somewhat inevitable that he would be working together the most recognizable hip-hop act that had come out of China, the Higher Brothers. If you haven't heard of them, they are a four-person group from Chengdu who lit up the internet with hits like 7-Eleven, WeChat, and of course, their number one song, Made in China. The quirky style and very unique flow of their local dialect, Sichuanhua, which has a very like Korean ring to it and just makes the flow one of its kind. So naturally, I asked Bohan what is his reaction to Higher Brothers. You know, these guys have dreads, tattoos all over, and these are taboos, usually from the traditional Chinese culture. You know, I was like the first time seeing like cats look like that. Like yeah. Asian dudes are like hella tats and like dreads and shit. You know, I was yeah. confused. You know what I mean? Like I was I was struck by the unknown, you know. Mm. And then uh they started like rehearsing and flowing. I was like, yo, man, that's why like that's why my shit was in English, cause I wasn't prepared, you know what I mean? Like I was like, alright, this is a verse I had. I'm gonna throw this in there, but I'm I'm in the cipher though, you know what I'm saying? So even me, man, like I was like there shooting the cypher for these Chinese cats, but still having doubts right. until like I heard it. I was like, okay, bro, like this is it. You know? this, is, this is the reason why I'm here. This is the reason why I've been doing this, you know, like yeah. just seeing other people do it. Mm. And then also just like hearing it in Sichuan dialect for the first time. Dude, I don't know what the fuck they're saying. It was still like me listening to a foreign language, you know what I mean? And it was like mind blowing. I was like, there's too many layers here. Like I'm in China, listening to Chinese rap, but I don't understand it. But it sounds so good. Yeah. But I don't understand how these cats are dressed, because cultural appropriation is a big thing back in the states. You know, <laughs> it's like all these questions come to mind. I'm like, wait, do y'all think about this? Like, you know, like 
It's just, it, yeah, so. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, so that's how that cipher came about. I'm sure uh, a lot of new audience, when they first found out about hires, just like myself and Bohan, kind of quite of a shock element, you know? Like for me personally, I was excited, but also definitely confused. And the flow is so fresh that it definitely takes some time to get into. And I remember the very first time I showed my Toronto friends the trap scene that's blowing up in China. They were just as confused as I was. As a producer and a DJ myself, I'm fascinated to see how other successful artists work and what are their work ethics and how they think especially with an interesting upbringing like Bohan Phoenix. How, how much of your success is luck or versus, you know, as hard work? Yeah, I mean, like, definitely hard work could be more, could have been a better part of it. Uh, as much as I do work, I wouldn't say I'm a hard worker, more of a smart worker, because I am lazy, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? But, and then it's, it's more about persistence more than anything. It's like, I think for me, it was more about trying it again, even if it took like six months, you know, break you know like i think a lot of people who never make it is not because they're not good or because they're good or whatever it's just because they just stop you know what i mean like um if you just keep going somebody will listen you know what i mean like somebody will turn you into a fucking meme if you keep going you know what I mean? you still get your money you know what i'm saying like it's all about like persistence for me you know like and definitely luck has played a part you know being in the right place at the right time um having met that dude who put me and howie together yeah. you know like just randomly like this dude who has never yeah. been in my life before but he happened to grew up listening to hip-hop in china yeah and it made him search out for rappers once he got to new york mm -hmm. you know it's just like i'm lucky that the dude liked hip-hop What would you see, um, I guess, as a reasonable goal for, for Chinese hip-hop in the yeah. next two to five years? Man, like, shit, I wish I knew what would be, like, the reasonable goal for me in, mm. like, the next two or five days. But honestly, it's hard to say because Chinese hip-hop in the past six months has changed from a underground hobby to a globally recognized like phenomenon mm. so say man like in two to five years this shit could be the biggest rap scene in the world you know like mm. uh, my DJ my manager Allison she's she's uh, doing the DJ set for the Joey Badass show in uh, Shanghai in this month you know motherfuckers from the west who had never cared about China mm. you know besides Shrimp Lo Main and the on the store down the block, you know, like, mm. they're coming to China, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, the market here is so big and mm. so young mm. and so underdeveloped, yeah. you know, like, there's so much room for the audience to grow in terms of understanding music, mm. the variety of uh, acts that can come through China and do sellout shows mm. just because of the sheer population here alone mm. makes it so much possibilities. So, two to five years, like, China, Chinese hip-hop could be, like, where American hip-hop is today, even though it took American hip-hop, like, two decades get to it. After chopping up with Bohan in his own bedroom for about an hour or so, listening to his life story, understanding how hip-hop is evolving in China, it just gave me that much more excitement 
and working with more artists in China. Because not only does Bohan finally realizing his choice to embrace his identity is the key to his success, it also shows that we have the responsibilities to tell the world what is this new identity that the world is shaping us into. And from the first day that I started working with him, I believe that he is on his way to change the market. It's just like how I was struggling in New York. I was like, how do I not compete no more? And I was like, oh, I'm Chinese. After I started adding in Chinese traits to my music, mm. I started being comfortable and I started contributing mm. instead of just like imitating. Mm. And that's the same thing I want to do in, this, in China. It's just like sharing what I've learned from the West <laughs> and putting it through my music and hoping that will open more perspectives and more conversations. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, I have this song called Product Emo and Young. It's like, one that ways for me, I like, Emo Young. Like, mm. you know I mean? like, we've all became products, mm. you know? So let's just be like a more unique product. Mm.